0: Love & Watches is a podcast for male and female watch lovers alike. Perpetual Girl and Ranch Racer are a watch-crazy wife and husband team, bringing you the latest in news, gossip, controversy, and anything else that matters in the world of watches. We hope you enjoy the show.
1: Hey, watch peeps. Welcome to episode number eight of the Love & Watches podcast, the podcast for all watch lovers. I am... Host number one, Ranch Racer. And I'm Perpetual Girl. And today uh, we have a fun topic that we're going to cover. I'm going to let Perpetual Girl introduce the topic of the day. So I would say, should we jump into wrist checks on this incredibly hot, nasty, humid...
0: like hot lava.
1: Yeah, like it's really... I mean, we don't normally get humidity up here, but it's like 100 degrees and I think like 40 or 50% humidity, which is crazy. I don't mind the dry heat, but... Uh we don't usually get that like uh like our buddy Kaz in Orlando, which is like a mm-hmm. hundred degrees and a hundred percent humidity.
0: Yeah, but we're so. getting some monsoon patterns, they called it.
1: Oh, is that what it is? <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know what it is, but it's miserable. Yep. I don't like it. So we're just hiding inside and when we have hey, to we get to record a podcast and it's cool. It's nice and air conditioned in here. So can't and then complain. We,
0: we venture out to check on our pets hose down elderly animals
1: and then come back in the shower. And, and shower and like shower like four times a day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might have to out. fill
0: up that stock tank yeah we have a, a big silver galvanized eight foot wide stock tank that we fill up with cold water out of the hose and we dip in that and that's pretty fun
1: it's definitely like the i think they call it like the redneck swimming pool um we're actually in the process of a big backyard project to put in a pool and we just stare at all this rebar and this pit in the backyard and like just Hoover imagine Dam. what it would be like to actually be able to get in the pool. So yeah. And it we, is
0: looking like Hoover Dam for sure.
1: Oh my gosh. It's what a nightmare. I don't know. It, this is our first time we've ever done any kind of like remodeling or, you know, improvements of any kind in, in 20 years of marriage. And I don't know, three or four We're excited. homes later, but yeah, yeah it will be nice to actually finally have that be able to go jump in and cool down. Yeah. So yeah, Anyway, uh, um, you,
0: you started your vacation yesterday.
1: I did. And it was a last minute thing last week. I'm like, cause we're in q uh, Q4 of our fiscal year where I work and I'm in sales and it's always really crazy. And
0: you've been very busy,
1: been super busy on the road a lot, not, not posting as many wrist shots as I would like on Instagram. But, uh, yeah, last week I just, just I came home. I said, you know what? I got a bunch of vacation time. I'm just taking next week off. Kind of surprised everybody at work because we're like in the run up to finishing our fiscal year. And I'm like, see ya. Well, I'm ha- done.
0: I'm happy about it. We can have our movie marathons. What should we watch? Some James Bond? Yeah. Some, no, uh, it'll it'll Star be Trek, fun. Maybe? And some
1: Star Wars. And maybe we'll get the boat out a couple couple times next week. I have to pull that thing out of storage and and uh, change the oil and everything. But that would be fun to go out in the lake for fishing. Yeah, we do some fishing in the morning, and mm-hmm. that'd be fun. So, yes, I have all next week off. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, enough uh, enough chit chat. Let's jump into the wrist checks. You think? Sure. All right. So I'm going to go first because your wrist check kind of basically leads us into the topic for today. So
0: I may be rambling for a long time today. Yeah. So last week was about you. Last
1: week, you guys were treated to having to listen to me for most of the podcast talk about watch terms and a little bit of watch education. Today, it's going to be reversed and it's going to be a lot about Perpetual Girl. So I'm going to let her introduce the topic after she does her or during her wrist check. So uh, with that, I'm going to kick it off. So my wrist check today, this watch I've had for a few years. Um, as soon as it came out, I, I knew I, I wanted to have one. It's, uh, there's a really cool backstory to it. So, uh, basically when you think about the moon watch, you think about omega, right? That's the big, that's the big watch. So, um, that's kind of, you know, when, when people think about it, it's the omega, that's it. When you look at Instagram, the hashtag moon watch, it's all omega Speedmaster, master. Um, which is great. I mean, I, I've got I've got a, an Omega Speedmaster with the, the 1863 movement. So basically, the you know the movement that's been in these things for many years that did go to the moon after the 321 movement. But there was another watch that that did go to the moon that most people didn't know about until a few years ago when it came out that Dave Scott was selling his personal Bulova that went to the moon. And I, I don't want to. I don't know the entire backstory. I know quite a bit of it. And I'm not going to get into it. But anyway. Few years ago, Bulova decided to commercialize that. They did a recreation using their high-frequency quartz movement. Uh, it, it does look very similar. It's a it's a three-register chronograph. It looks very similar to the Speedmaster, and it's just a lot of fun. I love it. So it's it's got a neat backstory. It's got some history. Um, what else? This is the version one. So it has the stainless steel brush stainless steel case. It's got the date between, it's, it's about at 4.30, right between 4 and 5. Uh, it's a big watch. So if you look at the speed, the original Speedmaster is 42 millimeters in diameter. This one's 45 across, and I think it's about 53 millimeter lug to lug. It is a big watch. So doesn't work for everyone. That's probably the biggest criticism I see. Uh, when people are talking about this or why people don't have it, is that it's just a big watch. So I've got decent sized wrists, so it works on my, you know, on my wrist. But anyway, really fun watch. I love it. I'm a big fan of Bulova. They're they're starting to get more popular again. They're starting to understand what they need to do to reach back out to watch enthusiasts. One of the big ones that's coming out is their recreation of their Devil Diver, and I actually was fortunate enough to get um, one of the 30 special editions that Analog Shift is doing with Bulova, so really looking forward to getting that that orange dial diver, but anyway, so that's that's my wrist check today. It's the Bulova. They call it the Lunar Pilot, which is, it's silly. Well, when now it,
0: they do. It wasn't called that before. It it, was, exactly. Was it's, there a little bit of a, a schmozzle? I think there was. Using the name.
1: I think there might have been. I don't know if it was NASA or Omega or both. But apparently moon watch is, is, you know, a proprietary term for NASA Omega. So anyway, this was changed to the lunar pilot, but I just call it the bull of a moon watch. So anyway, that is my wrist check. Go for it.
0: Okay. Today, I'm wearing a watch that we purchased recently to share. And it's the, and I've, put, I've posted online, it's the blue dial two-tone Rolex Submariner. And what's the diameter on this? Is it 40? It's a 40. It's a 40. And I love it because it was it's actually one of my grail watches that we just finally purchased. And yep. um
1: And it's a it's a 07. It's 2007. About 12
0: years old. Yeah. So it's pre it's pre-loved. Yep um
1: and very well loved i mean it looks basically brand new i don't it doesn't look like there was a lot of polishing because all the edges are still really sharp it's just it wasn't worn much
0: yeah i don't think i don't think this saw the light of day very often
1: and we it came with the original purchase receipt that was really neat i found
0: the receipt underneath the box that showed the name address the date everything handwritten mastercard etc it was pretty cute
1: yeah very cool
0: um Oh, here comes the secretary! Oh yeah, you can hear those <laughs> nails on the wood floor. So, yesterday, and I, I want to talk about wrist check yesterday as well. I was wearing. Um, and om- are you done with the well? Or
1: the, uh, not quite. Rolex? We did. We do share. I, I actually tried it one day. I think it was last Sunday. I was able to to steal it from you, and put a few links back in the bracelet, and I wore it. It looks great. And we have some other, you know, I've got the the Blue Dial Oyster Perpetual. I love it. It's kind of a fly under the radar Rolex. This one's not so much a fly it's under not, the radar. It's not it's, as humble. Well, it, I mean, it's the two-tone yellow gold. shiny. shiny. Uh, it, it's very much, look at me, I'm a Rolex. Mm-hmm. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I, I have to say... As a guy, I was a little self-conscious. I think it works great on you. Women tend to wear more gold and that kind of stuff, and I'll probably wear it again. But I I ordered some NATO straps for it, Mm -hmm. and I think that might be a little bit better for me because it just—it was almost a little bit much. But But I think it looks great on you. But
0: it is really sporty. I think for men, like I could uh, see—we don't golf, but I could see someone, a man, wearing this to golf in with a nice outfit that matched.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see wearing it with anything. I mean, it, it's a gorgeous. It's a beautiful watch. And I love the look of it. I, ju- I just felt a little self conscious wearing it. So I think with a for me personally with a NATO, I think it's gonna be a little bit I better.
0: agree. And I want to try it with the NATO as well. Yeah. So do I need do you want me to explain anything else? more about this watch i'm pretty sure listeners know what it looks like and there's some photos online yeah you posted um, we both posted it on instagram um but loving it. it's a 16613
1: reference by the way okay
0: thank you um so yesterday i was um wearing a watch that i've had uh, for a while now and it's an invicta donald duck disney commemorative special edition Homage to the Submariner, same colors. It's so it's basically kind of the direct knockoff of the sub.
1: Yeah, and you posted a, a really neat post on Instagram with two uh, wrist shots where One you where you wrist. were spinning it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you did both of them. And boy, they're very it's very pretty similar. Close, and yeah.
0: you know, of course, there's obvious differences inside. That's you know, and it it's got the solid precious metal links in the real sub, but I'll tell you, for ninety bucks. That Submariner clone is a really fun piece to have because it's, you know, we wore it. I wore it to Disneyland and didn't have to worry about whacking it on a ride or bumping into something. And yesterday I had it because we were bathing some elderly horses. And well, that's that's what we bought them, right? For Disneyland. We bought them for Disneyland. Yeah, that was fun. But I, I found myself wearing it a lot. I didn't think I would wear it a lot, but I just fell in love with it. I'm thinking... I know that if someday I was able to get the the real thing, I know I'm going to wear it all the time. So at the time we couldn't afford the grail watch. Right. And that's something that I've been thinking a lot about lately because I have a couple of friends who are newly into collecting watches and it's made me really sensitive to everybody's including my own as past experience, but really sensitive to people's financial situations because we don't know what people have to spend their money on or choose to some, you know, you have kids, car payments, high mortgage, average mortgage, whatever, or you choose to, you know, invest your money in whatever else, your pets or a hobby, another hobby. But if you're, if you're getting into it and you don't have a huge budget for watches, I I truly believe that there's something for everybody. And that's kind of where we started, where at the time, we were not able to afford our grail watches of course so if you're in love with a specific style i don't see anything wrong with buying a clone i mean the the grotesque copies that maybe you get that are that look like them and they're they're absolutely counterfeit that's well, yeah, they put like
1: they put Rolex on the dial yeah, and they try to fool you into believing it is an actual I, Rolex. I that's a that, whole different yeah, a whole but different the, story. But
0: the but I, I really think Invicta makes a great product for that price. I mean, it's got a Seiko NH35 Yeah, It's movement, a great movement. And
1: it, the quality seems really good to me on the on the excellent. watch in general. It's I mean, excellent. yeah.
0: Comfortable, um easy to work with as far as the bands and and all that. And it's a you know, it's an automatic movement. So, I think as someone having gone through it myself, and with new friends, and now we're in a, a media role technically, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to encourage people to to buy within their budget and enjoy it. Buy what you love, and love what you buy. And I don't. I think it's important to not intimidate anybody into thinking, oh, that's you know. You know, poo-poo. It, well, that's, that's, yeah, that's an there's invicto, a lot or that's of intimidation, Timex or that's a, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, um, not everybody's going to love everything that, that, that I like or that you like or someone else. Everyone's got their own taste. We're all different. But I do see a lot of hating. And I, I think it's Especially a Especially when it comes delicate, to this brand. I know. And I'm not yeah. sure why. I think it's be, it's, 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 it's got to just be because they, a they imitate. There's a couple
1: reasons. There's a lot. They, they specialize in two things. Homages right and and when you when you say homage that's basically where someone you take a classic look like a submariner right or an omega speedmaster or a, a watch that is just that's got a, a significant history mm-hmm. the look is well known
0: and it's a high end piece
1: they're usually from the the higher end brands that, and for a lot of people those you know from a financial standpoint are out of reach so the homage is it's a watch that's paying tribute to those. It looks very similar, if not identical, but it's not a clone or a copy in that they're actually putting the other brand's name on it and trying to pass it off as that brand. It's, you know, it's got little subtle differences. Usually like your, your Donald, uh, when you look at him in the sun, the dial color is very different. It's almost it's towards almost a purplish, purple, yeah. right? Uh, and obviously yours has, uh, it's a Disney licensed Disney, uh, product. So it's got the uh, or, cartoon. You know, it's got the mm-hmm. cartoon on it of Donald, but that's, you know, that's kind of what the homage is. And I don't see any, you know, I have no problem with it. So that's the first thing with Invicta. And then the other, I think the other aspect that a lot of people don't like is some of their watches are just crazy. They're over the there. top. Yes. Huge, crazy design. You know, it's not for me, but who, who am I to say, right. who am I to say that's ugly. If you buy it, you have bad taste. I'm not going to say that. I, it's, no. Hey, look, it, like like you always say, buy what you love and love what you buy. And for me, just seeing someone excited about having a, a watch, a wristwatch on, that's awesome. I love that. It, the, more, the more people that are in this hobby, the better as far as I'm concerned. And I am not going to... I'm not going to tear down a brand or people that that like or buy that brand. It's not that is not my place. I have some
0: watches that you think are are ugly.
1: <laughs> well, they're not to my they're not to my right, liking, right. but if but you I love them, them, I think that's yeah. fine. I'm not going to tell you what to buy. I mean
0: No, I, exactly.
1: I think it's fine, but that's why that's why Invicta comes under a lot of fire from so-called serious watch collectors and I really what think it, it's well, unfounded.
0: And there there's another term. What is a serious watch collector? Someone who, yeah. who doesn't buy anything under a certain dollar amount? or Well, and I... Is, it's very... Uh, it's objective. Is it it's, yeah. subjective or objective?
1: It's subjective. And I think it's really funny, all the discussion around, well, what's a real watch collector? And are you a watch collector or a watch enthusiast or a hobby? Who cares? If you I like mean, them, wear them. And there's a lot of opinion out there about well you're really not a watch collector unless you are unless you're focused on one specific area and like say you're trying to get all certain seiko divers or something then you're a then you're a watch collector but if you just buy anything like for us we don't we don't focus on anything in particular if i see a watch that i like and i can afford it i buy it period so it kind of bugs me when when someone says, "Well, then you're not a real watch collect, you know, quote collector." I, call me whatever you want. I don't care. I love watches. I want to. Uh, I want to help other people in the hobby. We whether want to they're encourage or, people, not you know, discourage. Totally. Yeah. So I, call me whatever you want. I really don't care. Doesn't matter. Just because I'm not going to auctions and buying super rare and expensive. Paul Newman Daytonas or Pateks or whatever it'd be to nice me, it to have
0: one <laughs> It'll be fun
1: but to me that doesn't mean I'm not a collector Correct. and we have between the two of us we have over a hundred watches doesn't mean we're not collectors and a lot of them are just super basic I mean you did a post today where you had like five or six my lady Casio's Casio. right they're great I
0: love them they have a they're countdown totally timer that those funny little watches Range in price from about eleven fifty eleven dollars and fifty cents, yep, and my most expensive is thirty dollars, my most current, the turquoise with the gold, yep, and that is by far probably i can 't think of another watch that I have that 's more functional than that watch for timing garden hoses um, soft boiled eggs any anything you want to time i mean that is the easiest watch to use i mean it 's not. They're not my favorite watches, but they have a great function for me. Yeah. And let's face it, some for some people, an Invicta, that's a lot of money.
1: Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, oh absolutely. If you tell someone like you spend a $100 a on money. a watch, they're like, are you serious? Why would you do that? You don't even right. need a watch anymore. Right. Why would you spend $100 on right. a watch?
0: So you can buy a lot of really affordable watches for the price of one very high-end watch. Both are equally fun. So it just depends on where you're at. I mean we grew up in silicon valley where you could have a two income family and still be broke
1: every single month you're like living
0: so hand to mouth right we, we you know 100 dollars for a watch was a lot when you bought me my little bulova when we first got married that was a big deal and that was a little quartz so
1: well and we made a decision to get out of that kind of environment right because it was so expensive so now we are li- our lifestyle and our, you know, mortgage and all that kind of stuff has, has put us lower. in a position where we can really enjoy this hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. I mean, and not everyone, you know, not everyone can afford some of the watches that we buy. I totally get it. I, I'm not going to criticize someone because they can't spend thousands of dollars on a watch, Correct. right? And, and like my, my lunar pilot that I'm, my bull of a lunar pilot that I'm wearing today, it's not it didn't cost me thousands of dollars and it's that's a, a quartz, such a fun watch isn't it's it? a well that's another that's thing another this topic. is a quartz and a lot of people don't like you'll quartz. hear a lot of so-called experts or influencers influencers in the hobby um just tear quartz down and say well if you're buying quartz you're not you don't really care about watches you're not a collector i think that's a bunch of you know what it's ridiculous <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we we talked about that on our previous podcast where there, there are times where i believe people pay a little bit too much for a quartz. That's a whole different topic, but, um, well, yeah, you have have to understand what you're getting, right? I mean, correct.
1: a a watch that costs $10,000 and has a lot of, uh, you know, precious jewels Jewels. and stuff in it, but a quartz movement, that's, that's a different issue. But if that's what you like, fine, do it. I'm, I'm still not going to criticize you for your choice. I might criticize the brands for, I, you know, taking that tactic. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and we're here to just open everyone's eyes and help, help you understand what you're buying in that, in that, uh, in that case. But in terms of just kind of your basic affordable quartz watches, there's so many great choices out there. You know, they're, I think they're fun. And just because you're buying quartz watches doesn't mean you're not a serious collector. It doesn't mean you don't love watches. Right. Mm
0: -hmm. You got to start somewhere.
1: You do. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think an homage watch is a great start. I actually, I was kind of going through my watch box the other day and noticed that I have several watches that look like some of like the few high end pieces that we have. I have previous purchases that look almost exactly like them because I have been dreaming of them and couldn't afford it. So you, you seek out something that, that you you like about that watch. Like for example, my, um, omega Speedmaster is the white with the mother pearl dial and a couple years ago two years ago i bought a seiko sportura which i love and i wear a lot really cool mother pearl dial with the that one actually has the white center links uh the ceramic the ceramic yeah so at the time i had really liked the formula one tag watch tag heuer yep Except the ladies' watches with that white insert, they're quartz. And you wanted a mechanical. And it was really an expensive watch for a quartz watch in that case. So I got this Seiko and love the mother-of-pearl dial. And then um, I also have a Techno Marine, which is an Invicta brand, Mm -hmm. the UF6, which is a pretty popular watch of theirs. Also a quartz, but mother-of-pearl dial, white case, white rubber band. And then I lined them all up and they all kind of look similar. And it just kind of shows you that you can achieve a look if you can't afford to buy the real thing.
1: So now that you have your Omega Speedmaster Coaxial, do you not like your old your other ones anymore? No, I still like them. Yeah. And you still I, wear them.
0: I still wear them. I may not wear them as much as the high-end watches, but there are times when I don't wear them because if I'm going to be in a situation where I might scratch it, I won't. So I do wear them. But not as often because, you know, you fall in love and you have that little watch honeymoon when you you get your your new pieces, no matter what they are. Right. Like when I got the Seiko 5, my black Seiko 5, which is a it's a $60 watch. And I got it because I'd seen so many posts on Instagram from people about the Seiko 5. There's a huge following and everyone loves Seiko. And I'm like, this is a really cool watch. And at the time, I, I really kind of fell in love with the Tudor Black Bay, the thirty six, and the,
1: the original Rolex and the, Explorer, and the Rolex right?
0: Explorer. That's uh, the Rolex Explorer One Black dial is actually one of my grill watches too. Right. So since I didn't want to spend the money on that right now, because don't we all have like five to ten watches that we really want that we oh, need memo. to budget for, but. Um, I thought, you know, I'm going to get this Seiko 5 and I got the Barton gingerbread leather tan, you know, that kind of sorrel color right. band and put it on there and it looks beautiful. And I'm so impressed with that watch for $60. It's got the exhibition back. Have I talked about it on the podcast before? I don't want to bore
1: everybody. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Who cares? And it's
0: got a day date. Yeah, and, it's a fun watch. The dial is actually really pretty. Yeah. Um, and it gave me that look like the Tudor Black Bay because I'm just not real ready to spend that. I don't know if it's because of the heavy, heavy marketing of brand ambassadors. Tudor has
1: lost me. I'm sorry, but the brand ambassador thing. A lot of people love Tudors. They have lost me.
0: We're not bashing them and saying that people who like them are bad, but everybody. Just me personally. Yeah. yeah, I I think just my opinion of it. When I was younger, I loved loved the celebrity thing, but I'm, I'm almost 50. That kind of thing is just, it doesn't affect me. And I don't even know who a lot of these people are because I'm kind of out of touch when it comes to um, Hollywood and all that. But um, yeah, I just didn't really want to go there with that. But they do have a lot of nice pieces.
1: They, yeah, we. I think Tudor's probably going to be another one that we get on their, on their bad side because <laughs> I we made some comments on Instagram. We're not going to yeah, get invited we're, to the parties. we're not going to get invited to the Tudor parties. But <laughs> I've definitely made some, (laughs) I've made some negative, you know, posted some negative comments uh, in regards to some of their stuff on Instagram with their, I just, it's like, sell me the watch. I agree. And Tudor, it's funny because Tudor has such a rich history, right? They're owned by Rolex. They were started to kind of offer a more affordable option to the Rolex brand. And, you know, a lot of their, their lines have just this great, rich history but instead of instead of really uh, marketing that history and, and teaching and selling their products based on the strength of the product alone, they just, you know, they they spend millions on all this brand ambassador junk. And they think that they're hoping that it's just a bunch of stars. When, when I, I think I said something like starstruck lemmings and I got a bunch of likes on the quote and Tudor probably like, okay, mm. we're not going to. We're not going to invite these Delete. guys to our party. Yeah, I don't think they like me much, but hey, and that's my personal opinion. If you want to buy a watch because a famous actor wears it, totally your, your thing, and I'm not going to rip you personally if you decide to do that, and that's your reason for liking that brand. It's your thing. This is my opinion, and I just don't like the brand ambassador thing. It's, I think it's gone over the top.
0: And it has nothing to do with the quality of the watch. Just because we are not thrilled with a specific marketing... Oops, oh, your that's, secretary that's just... my secretary hitting my, my <laughs> mic stand. Um, I think it's just... I like to see the watch stand for itself. Yep. Um, good example is the 2018 Basel. They released the... Is it 36 millimeter blackbait?
1: They've got a 36. They have, I think, a 32... So they, they're, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, I'm like cheering for Tudor. Like you guys are making watches in sizes that everyone can enjoy, including women. That 32 is really marketed to women. But then they have a, so
0: the ad I saw, the
1: the 36 is too.
0: I I saw an ad. I haven't seen much on Instagram for that smaller women's size, Mm -hmm. which could actually be worn by a, you know, the Asian market is a, a really large purchaser of a smaller watch based on a smaller wrist size. Like my wrist is six. What is it? Six and a quarter. Yeah, about I'm six, six and, and a, quarter. a quarter. So that that thirty-two or whatever the brand new one is, I, I really want to try that on, but I haven't been able to find it right. anywhere where we've been. So I see an ad on Instagram, and of course it's this profile of this beautiful woman in a, a bathing suit, the strappy black bathing suit, and it shows her left wrist with the watch on it, and you can barely even see the watch; it's so small. All you see is her butt,
1: and that's a total and, turnoff and, for you. i like, I don't understand. I the mean, marketing. don't get me
0: wrong; she's really pretty, and but i'm no feminist either but i i don't right. want to see that i you can't you don't even know it's a watch ad
1: seriously i know <laughs>
0: i thought it was a bathing suit ad so i kind of feel like they just alienated a whole bunch of men too because if a man a very small framed man is like oh wow this is awesome i want to check out this watch they're they're not even going to think that it's a men's watch because it's being worn by a woman and they're right. marketing it to a woman only like uh, when we met the the manager of Chopard in the shopping oh, yeah, center in, Vegas, in Las yeah. Vegas, we were chit chatting with her, and there was a watch that she sold to a man. Or no, she was going to sell to a man, and then when he saw the po- was it the poster that it oh, said yeah, women's yeah. watch, he's like, I don't want this watch because yep. he was all ready to buy the. The watch, And as soon as it said women on it or woman, it just turned them off. He was so against it. He did not want it to be labeled. So they right. lost a sale. So I guess Chopard learned a really good lesson. They said they don't do that
1: anymore. Yep. They, they stopped doing it.
0: Yeah. Which is really interesting, but
1: yeah, it is. I don't know. We're kind of going off in diff- we went different off directions, on a sidebar. <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, I, I kind of been wanting to talk about the Brian ambassador thing for a while, but you know, kind of back to the whole, the Invicta thing and the Invicta hating or whatever you want to call it, it, like here's something that really makes me laugh. So these same people that will bash Invicta or bash other people or groups of people for buying Invicta, then something like the Timex Marlin comes out, right? And, And these same guys will also talk negatively about like Chinese movements and stuff. And then the Timex Marlin comes out, which is really small it's got a very, you know, an inexpensive Chinese movement in it. And, and these same people go gaga over it because it says Timex on it. Well, so really, so you're not going to bash this watch that has a cheap Chinese movement that's an homage of an older Timex,
0: mm-hmm. right? Nothing wrong with that.
1: Nothing wrong with it at all. And I think it's a cool watch. It's not for me. I wouldn't personally buy it. But why is that okay but then an Invicta—that's a really cool-looking diver that that with happens to look like a submariner. With a Seiko
0: movement in it, a Seiko yeah, movement with
1: a good Seiko movement. They don't like. I just don't get it. It's like, well, so how do you? Why is that the case? I, and I don't understand. It's like uh, in one minute they're they're bashing homages and they're bashing Chinese movements, and the next minute they're gushing over a watch that has a chinese movement that's basically a direct copy of an original timex from you know the 50s or 60s or whatever and mm-hmm. i just i don't know i i have really i really have a hard time understanding the thought process there i don't know it's just me
0: well i guess the moral of the story is if you like it wear it and there's a lot of things in lower end um you know seiko 5 price range vostok price range you, you kind of have to be careful of your quality though too because like we love I love my little Vostok that I have my scuba dude it, it's totally the blue totally scuba fun. dude it's turquoise yeah. but I tell you every time I unscrew that crown I'm like oh, I don't want to break it it's like it. Wigg- it's it's wha- wiggling it's wha- wiggling all wha- wha- over <laughs> and
1: but it's kind of it's kind of funny you know it's, and it's, it's really still campy I love it and it's still a fun watch and they last mm-hmm. right but it's yeah the quality They're is reliable to me the quality's not great but it's always been that way and it's just the way they make the watch. So it's not necessarily bad quality. It's just how the watch is It's really manufactured. interesting. You know, they've been making that same movement for years and years and years. And
0: and that's kind of a Seiko 5. You know, the, the, that's like their yep. comparable, sturdy, you know, go-to.
1: Yeah, totally. I, I mean, I think really the the point is that if you like the look of a watch, I don't care whose brand name is on the dial. If you like it, buy it and enjoy it you know that that's the bottom line is for us we just want to see more and more people getting into wristwatches and loving wristwatches I don't really care what kind of I don't care if it's a Timex I don't care if it's a $20,000 Patek or Langa or Breguet it doesn't to me it doesn't matter if you like something and you're passionate about this hobby for me that just is so exciting and that's that's what we're all about is we want to help you whether you're a man or a woman, whether you're, you can afford expensive watches or you can't, you know, to me, that's, it doesn't matter. Right.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, and as a woman, my age group, I, I was in a career where it was a male dominated career. And back then women were not paid anywhere near what men were being paid, even for comparable jobs. And I, I have a college degree and I was still paid less than, My counterparts who are men who didn't have a degree so i kind of i kind of get that intimidation thing and i don't think we should be intimidating other potential watch hobbyists because it's already intimidating enough to try to learn all these things about watches but um i mean i think we're kind of getting back to wearing watches too i think i see there's sort of a over um like a over rotation with the whole cell phone culture
1: technology there's people a little bit of a backlash have unplugged on technology
0: from each other and there I see it all the time people's faces are in their phones and no one's talking to each other and people are walking into phone poles and trees on the street because they cannot it's like put your phone in your pocket and live
1: talk to people interact with hum, other human being to me it's not social media it's anti-social media <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean it's it, turned it's us sad. into an anti-social culture so i think, really.
0: For me, wearing a watch, I put my phone in my purse and I pull it out if I need it. And it's really kind of taught me to to sort of not be so dependent on having, you know, looking at your phone to tell the time. I, I find myself not having to carry my phone around my property or, you know, because I know what time it is.
1: And I think, you know, a lot of people might get into the hobby out of uh, a dislike for technology and social media and they're looking for something that maybe grounds them a little bit more in reality and older ways of doing things mm-hmm. but you know I think the hobby's growing because I think that can help uh, I think that can help get you away from the technology and people may buy it just as a fashion piece or as a way to express their individual style but for me it's actually become something that has become useful right I, if, if I wear or I wear and, and use my chronographs all the time if I need to time something I, I'm using my chronograph I'm not talking to my I phone and saying set 10 minute timer or whatever yep. that's it's so impersonal and I'll use my chronograph I'll use my my rotating bezels to time things mm-hmm. um, I, just I use it to my date watches it's like if I'm writing a check or something I'm not having mm-hmm. to pull my phone out and I just look at my watch and I love it. It's really become a useful tool again for me.
0: I've been using a chronograph to time the brand new stoplight on our street because, oh, it's the talk of the town. We actually got a stoplight (laughs) on our street (laughs) out here. Everyone's the whole neighborhood's talking about it. But um, honey, tell the story about when you were at a conference and I I don't want to steal your thunder, but you got to tell the story. You so I Las.
1: was, so we do our,
0: and there will be no names to protect the innocent.
1: I don't even know the names, but <laughs> we were at our, our, yearly sales conference that my company has in Las Vegas. Cause that's, you know, that's the, the conference capital of the world. And, uh, you know, we have this big, this huge, one of the big, huge, um, rooms is filled with all of, you know, booths from all of the different business units, from within my my company that sell certain specific types of products, and then we have all of our partners and everything, right? So it's a big it, trade it, it's show not type just, environment,
0: correct? It's not just your company. There's a lot of outside, yeah. It's partners it's, from different. So this, um, well,
1: this this is all this is all of our company. This is our sales our sales conference. So this is just our. You know, there might be some partners there or whatever, but anyway. So I'm I'm at one of our our booths talking to the the marketing folks for that that specific business unit. And this very young, you know, uh, millennial, I don't, I don't know what all the generations are on the, she, she had to be like 20, 21, look like maybe an intern or something. And she was, she was there as well, checking out the the specific product line. And, and uh, I don't know if her, I think her phone may have died. So she turned to me she goes, oh, what time is it? And I just picked up my wrist and showed her my analog you know mechanical watch that I happen to be wearing and she looks at me and she goes I, I don't know what is that I don't know how to tell that time and I, I think my jaw probably dropped and I looked at the the marketing person who was younger than me still but older than her and he looked at me and his eyes got wide <laughs> and I'm I'm like oh my god I cannot believe I said wait you don't know how to read a clock. can you read a clock and she goes no I just look at my phone and I just got so sad. So so I sat there and proceeded to to try to teach this 20 year old how to tell time. And she was totally not interested. She was getting frustrated with me because she just wanted me to tell her the time (laughs) and I wouldn't tell her the time. And finally, I, you know, by kind of going through and telling her how the minute hand works and the hour hand and all that stuff, she started to understand. But then, you know, maybe six months later, I read that in the UK, they are taking traditional analog wall clocks off the walls in schools because supposedly it stresses the students out too much to tell time that way. Really?
0: Mm.
1: Is that the is that where we're at now where we can't stress kids out? It's too it's too stressful to have an analog clock on the wall. I, I just Yeah, you know, I'm I gotta be careful. I'm gonna get on my soapbox here, but yeah. <laughs> it just it's, drives. Me I think crazy. it's sad. I think it's Very sad. Very sad. I mean
0: it's not like they're sundials,
1: right? Exactly. I mean, which are
0: equally cool. And I have a ring that's a sundial, and I love it.
1: I want. We're, we're talking about putting a some sort of a sundial in in the backyard. backyard. Yeah, I think it'd be really neat. But yeah, it just I mean, it was it was funny, but really sad and depressing at the same time. You know, between that experience that I had and then reading about the UK deciding they're going well, to, they, especially they stress their students out really.
0: Especially coming from somebody who's in such a fascinating high-tech career who's obviously intelligent
1: well yeah I, I mean yeah, if you're
0: I was kind of shocked
1: our, our it tends to be kind of tough to get a job at the company I work for we're we're pretty particular and and we do hire I think personally we hire the the best of the best not that I'm the best of the best I mean, maybe I got lucky 12 to years me, ago but <laughs> to,
0: to me you're the best of the best oh
1: thanks hon that means a lot <laughs> But, uh, anyway, I just, that was kind of depressing and I I hope things kind of turn around. I'm really disappointed in the United Kingdom for making this decision. I think it's the wrong decision. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with kids learning how to tell basics of how to to tell time, you know, for our friends that have kids, we frequently like my sister or our other friends that have children, we like to buy them the learning watches that Mm -hmm. tell them, instruct the kid on how to tell time. I think it's a lot of fun. One of the writers for the wristwatch review that I work with, uh, he posted on Instagram, you know, his his daughter's watch, the, the hmm. learning watch. I, I love that. It's like, let's, I think there's some basic foundational things that help a child's mind and brain grow, right? And, and, and help that child learn. And I think the basics of telling time should never be ignored. I don't care how much technology we have. I, there, I think for me, there's some basics that have to be, that, well, and it's a rite of passage,
0: I believe. And I, my my first watch, yours was a Timex, mine was Snoopy, and I actually have a couple of my childhood we both do. watches. We yeah, both we do. have yeah. we have them. And watches have always been a rite of passage, like a, as a gift. I had I have my Seiko from high school that I still have the actual watch, or we need to repair it. But they've been gifts for, you know hundreds of years yeah pocket watches special occasions engraved weddings college graduations
1: yep Uh, yeah no it's watches are fun we love them I don't like the intimidation if you can't afford an expensive watch or people on Instagram or whatever other anti-social media are bashing bashing on a specific watch because it's cheap or because they don't like it personally don't be intimidated I think that's a a big piece of this, right? There's, and we talk about bullying and stuff in this day and age. And I think there is some bullying in our, in this hobby where, you know, these kind of, these folks that are supposed to be industry experts will, will bash on, on a watch or a group of people that like, or generalize saying this is the best. Don't let them intimidate you. Yeah. Yeah, Those, we are all opinion. All of us that are podcasters or, or influencers, that's a big term these days, or bloggers, when you read about our, when you, when we do a watch review or talk about a watch on a podcast, there is a lot of opinion. I mean, we try to, in our reviews, obviously we're going to give you facts and we try to be, uh, as unbiased as we possibly can. But if we like a watch, we're going to say we like it. If we don't like it, we're going to say we don't like it. We're going to tell you why.
0: But we're not going to say we don't like it. So it's bad. And it's bad and you, and bad and you and shouldn't it, buy it. We right. won't say that. Or this one is the best one just yep. because someone personally likes something like before we bought the Santos Cartier yeah i read so much about it from different point of views and all the other women's watches before i settled on the, the men's medium, medium yeah. new one and it's just so funny to see what people say because just because you don't like something that doesn't mean that it is thumbs down for yep. everybody like yep. this one's the best one that one's the worst one it's like well maybe I really like that one
1: there is no best or worst it's it's your taste and it's what you like and unfortunately there is going to be that element that tells you what you should be buying or or what's the best and what's not yeah it's good don't listen to them and don't let them intimidate you that's stupid just it's (laughs) dumb I don't
0: as a matter of fact there's a swatch a kid's swatch watch it's a time a learning watch that I I'd really like to buy for myself and it has a nautical theme.
1: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's got a little
0: anchors and some fish, and a uh, totally just. It's fun. so cute, and yeah. I thought, how fun would that be to to take you know swimming and camping on the lake when it's nautical? Yeah, yeah. I have to I have to check it out, and see what the wrist circumference is on that watch because it's funny. adorable. Yeah. So, it, who cares if it's a kid's watch? I, I I have a lot of men's watches. I love them, and then, now we're going to get back into that whole topic of putting people in a pigeonhole and saying, you can only do this because you're a woman yep. and you can't have a men's watch because you, you're a woman and you get diamonds and rose gold. Right. Yeah. Just cause I don't like a certain thing doesn't mean that it's not good.
1: Well, and we've, you know, we've talked about our likes and dislikes. We had an episode where we talked about materials and you know, we personally are not huge fans of rose gold. Uh, you do have a couple of rose gold pieces
0: Correct. You, we both. I, do. I have a fossil have that's a, rose gold.
1: Yeah. I still personally don't like it, but just because we say we don't like it, don't take that as we're telling you not to go buy rose gold. If you see a watch that you like that's rose gold, by all means, go buy it. And I'm not going to criticize you for it. I just think it's great that you're buying watches, right? So, you know, and I, and I even I I didn't criticize, but I said I'm not a fan of bronze, and then I went out and bought a bronze watch, and I'll probably be cleaning it a lot because I'm <laughs> not a fan of the patina. I like my watches to look new, but. But uh, yeah, just because we say we don't like something, uh, we'll give you our, we'll do our best to give you our reasons for why we don't like it or why we think it might be just a passing fad. Like that's, that was kind of our focus on rose gold in that particular well, it, instance. it comes but, and goes and it has but, yeah, over the years. That's, you know what? Buy what you want yeah. Don't and don't let us tell you what to buy, right? And don't let other, don't let other bloggers and influencers tell you what to buy. You like something. Buy it and enjoy it and be proud of it. I think that's really the bottom line, right That's what we're trying to get and, to and learn yep
0: learn about it I compared to a lot of the people doing what we're doing now, we, I don't know as uh, very much, but there are some things that I'm you know pretty comfortable with with as, as far as like the difference between certain things like quartz versus automatic versus hand wine and the best thing you can do is just learn and ask questions
1: we're not experts and we probably never will be experts. There are people that have been doing this for a lot longer than we have. And I think they've in some cases they have the line between opinion and fact and reality has blurred and they start, they almost get into this mode where they believe their opinion is fact. And that's something that you just have to be aware of. Uh, and it's not that they're bad people, right? I, it's not that at all. And that's not what we're saying. We're just telling you, to keep that in mind. And don't, and just because someone says that's bad, you shouldn't buy it, that doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. And just because a new watch comes out from a brand that's well-known and has a huge fan community, and everyone goes gaga over it, doesn't mean don't don't be sucked into that. You know, if it's really not your style, mm-hmm. don't try to tell yourself everyone likes this so I need to like it. That's a bad, that's a dangerous trap to get into for Peer sure. Peer pressure. Totally. I mean... You know some of the watches that came out in Basel this year that people just went nuts over. And that's fine if they like it and they want to buy it. That's great. But just because they do that, just try to be true to yourself mm-hmm. and step back. Don't get caught up in that. Step back and say, do I really like this? Is this mm-hmm. a watch that I would have bought if if no one paid attention to it? Right? right. That's the best way to to make that decision.
0: I think ideally for some people they've grown up very blessed financially and have always been able to. Purchase a really nice high-end watch without having gone through the starving student Um Broke in silicon valley kind of a thing that we've dealt with right where they didn't have to budget and buy a seiko five or is some of the watches that you and I collect mm-hmm. That are in a budget because they've had the money. So they've been able to purchase right off the bat the nice watch so they're able to say, you know, I, I, these are bad. These, these cheap watches are bad because they've never had to experience buying them. So I, I think they've a kind of been, they've missed out.
1: And it's a lack of knowledge. It's, it's a lack of it's, knowledge, yeah. but I think
0: they're kind of missing out on the kind of a fun part of it where
1: the growth. Yeah. Yeah. It It is fun to be able to grow and start small and then get to a point where you've, you can finally buy some of those grail watches and i think people that don't go through that growth i think they're missing personally i think they're missing out right and i think exactly. they're, they just tend like to anything. give bad advice to people and just yeah
0: it's like anything know. you and i lived in a one bedroom 700 square foot place, place yeah. on the train tracks for five years when we were newlyweds and and we loved it because we were together and we enjoyed it and look back now and it really makes you appreciate what you have so I don't know. I think that's all I really. I've been rambling, but I think that's about all I have on it. That's
1: okay. (laughs) I think people enjoy listening to you more, and uh, I would enjoy listening to you more. You have a lot more followers on Facebook or on Instagram. I just reached six hundred. Yeah, thank you, everybody, for for following (laughs) us and for following Love and Watches. We really appreciate it. It's it's slow growth, especially with the Love and Watches. Yeah, I think it's organic though. It is organic. We're not you know, it's mostly just all word of mouth. And, and uh, I think, um, you know, for me, I'm just another one of the thousands of dudes out there posting wrist shots. You are a female collector. And I think that tends to attract um, well, it attracts everybody, you know, female collectors, but it also attracts a lot of male collectors who like, Whoa, there's a woman collecting. That's really cool. So you're you you've skyrocketed. You started your account after me. You're d- more than double the followers. And, <laughs> it's kind of like and, uh, women
0: who like cars, or women who like guns, or women who yeah. Like but I think it's cool. Motorcycles.
1: I think it's great, and we really appreciate all you guys. We we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the follows and the comments. Um, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, I'll I'll, I'll do my standard. Please rate us. Let us know what you think. It we really we need to have that feedback. It helps it helps uh get the podcast out to more people uh and it just helps us you know I've said it before but it helps us tailor the show and uh we like to know what you guys want to hear and what you like and uh so please give us that feedback feel free to email us uh, if you go to loveandwatches.com the about the about section um you can fill out the form there or you know or
0: even message us on Instagram dm
1: I us on Instagram actually
0: got a um a message from a gentleman who asked us to remind everyone what our wrist circumferences are because Mm. when we're talking about a specific watch, it really gives you an idea of what, you know, the sizes in relationship. Like I'm a six and a quarter, I think, and you are,
1: I'm like just shy of seven and a half. I'm like seven and seven sixteenths type of thing. Yeah. You have a really
0: large, you've got a pretty large frame.
1: Yeah. And my wrist is decent size. There's guys that have eight inches and, and larger on their wrist size, but so that's my wrist size is, I mean, call it seven and a half to make it easy. You're about six and a quarter. Mm-hmm. You're between six and a quarter and six and a half, I think. Um, like six and yeah. three eighths. Yeah. So that is our wrist size for, I don't remember who that was that asked, but, uh, anyway, yeah, I think we're, boy, we're, this is another long one. I, know. I didn't think we'd have this much to talk about cause we don't have a lot of well, notes. We kind of just freestyled. I, I, I it, got but...
0: really inspired because I, um, I have two, uh, very sweet girlfriends who I gifted uh Seiko fives to.
1: And you sucked them in and, and now they're like, Oh, they, thanks a lot.
0: Uh, my one friend said, this is the first nice watch I've ever had. And I was so, I thought that was so sweet yeah, and so glad that she loved it. And my other friend is so hooked now. Now she's learning and, and, um, it can connect you yeah, to people. I mean, our, can.
1: our contractor doing our did our roof and this can be doing a lot of stuff. We found out he's a watch guy. He's got an older Grand Seiko, yeah. and he loves uh, G-Shocks. Amil. He, he loves Richard Mill. He loves uh, G-Shock, G-Shocks are a big thing. He wears a G-Shock when he's working. And we were out chatting about it, and it, it just it upped our relationship. It gave us like that new connection that wasn't just customer and contractor. It was you know watch buddies, which I thought was <laughs> really cool because it's hard to meet people that like watches. Yeah, and then he started talking about. He's like, yeah, but this one's kind of big. They're really big. I really just wanted to get like the basic black G-Shock. And I said, hold on. And I ran inside and I grabbed my basic. I think I spent 20 bucks on it on Amazon or something. It's the basic black square G-Shock. Mm-hmm. Totally classic look.
0: You wanted to be part of the club. I handed it to
1: him. <laughs> I handed it in the box. I said, there you go. And it just, it, it made me feel it's good. Fun. He was totally appreciative. He loved it and he wears it. And I think, uh, you know, it's, and I'll do that. I'll do that a lot of the time if someone says they like a watch and I'm not going to give away my Rolexes, but if it's, (laughs) if it's one that I've enjoyed, but it would, it would bring someone into the hobby or increase their love of watches. I'll I'll do that in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Totally. I have no problem with that. It's really fun to do. Yeah. All right. Well, we're at, boy, we are close to an hour. I think we should wrap. So I've already asked, uh, I've already asked you all to, to review us and and go check out the watch, the the uh, the Eleven Watches website. We're gonna be posting some re- reviews there pretty soon. We haven't had a lot. Usually, it's just the podcast posts, but we're gonna start doing more more reviews. We've got a couple in. We've got the Hamilton Khaki Field Mechanical that Perpetual Girl is gonna be reviewing uh, and giving you kind of the the ladies' perspective on our website. Uh, we've got some that uh, from Philip Stein that we've mm-hmm. had in, and that's gonna be an interesting new type of a review where it's going to basically be a discussion between the two of us. So that Mm -hmm. should be fun. So yeah, definitely check out the website, follow at love and watches for updates on when we release podcasts. Follow me at, at, at ranch racer and you at at perpetual girl. And I think that's about it. Anything else? Nope. Nope. All right. Well guys, thank you very much. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for joining us for podcast number eight.
0: And remember, Buy what you love and love what you buy.
1: Darn right. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.